Hello, humans and otherworldly creatures. You have stumbled upon hysteresy. My name is Erica, and today we are talking about the Flat Earth Theory. Okay, guys. When I first started researching this theory, I went to Google. That's what we do when we research. And... Um, aside from like a Wikipedia article or, you know, why people think flat earth exists. No, there is a whole thing. There's a whole thing on Facebook. The flat earth Facebook page has over 5,000 likes. There is a Christian flat earth ministry, which is apparently also a podcast available on Google. Um, and a lot of other crazy science. There's a, there's even an ad for a satellite map of flat earth in real time. I know that a lot of this is going to sound pretty crazy, but we're just we're going to we're just going to roll with this. I'm going to I'm going to dig into it and here we go. Before I dig into too much of my research, I just want to point out what I have seen before I decided to do this segment um, and and even this podcast and just do more research. So the the premises of this flat earth theory um, comes from the president of the Flat Earth Society. Actually, I'm not even sure if he was like the creator of the Flat Earth Society, but his name was Charles K. Johnson. Um, He was the president of the International Flat Earth Society for almost 30 years. It looks like he died in March of 2001-ish, which is right around the time when Flat Earth actually became like an internet thing. It might have been even later than that, so I don't know how how the word spread on that. (laughs) He was 76 years old, so He sincerely believed that a literal reading of the Bible required one to recognize that the world is flat. And that kind of gives us a premises of what it was that he believed and spread and I suppose like preached. I have seen images from like biblical drawings where the earth is flat and our atmosphere is like a dome that protects us. Of course, we all know that the moon landing is fake, but that's a separate conspiracy. We'll have to get into that separately. That does not belong with flat earth. (laughs) Um, So those are just like a few things that we should probably make note of before we really dig into the science of flat earth theory. So there are two types of theories wandering this uh, group of flat earth believers. One is that it's a disc, such as in the biblical rendering I mentioned earlier, it's a disc with a dome for an atmosphere. The other states that it is essentially an infinite plane of ice, right? So we have our continents with like a big ice mass in the middle that would be known as the North Pole. And then the Antarctica 
ice is it kind of wraps around our continents and it uh, expands infinitely into the universe. There's a lot of other crazy things that go into this. Uh, there is a gentleman who has a plethora of YouTube videos. Um, his name is Eric Dubay. He states that um, Isaac Newton, Neil Armstrong, and Galileo were all Freemasons. Therefore, obviously, they were just making stuff up. They knew the world was flat. There's a lot of arguments that go into, well, how does gravity work? So Einstein's theory was essentially that, you know, the gravity things down is a downward force, whereas flat earthers believe that the earth is moving up. I don't exactly understand that a whole lot. Not a science person, per se. I love science. Not a science person. So... Um, there's the two different flat earth theories. Lots of people end up in the flat earth theory because, you know, they, they just, they just generally are looking for something different or, you know, it's one of those standing on the ground, looking at the horizon. Even if you go to the ocean and you look out at the ocean, you know, you don't see a curve. Therefore, the earth cannot be round because where is the curve? There's also a lot of fundamentalist Christians that apparently have this biblical literalism, which would probably be why Johnson was saying in order to literally read the Bible, you have to understand that the earth is flat. It's not funny. Sorry. So NASA is pure evil. They're totally in on this um, round earth theory hoax. They are a tool of the government, a tool of the Illuminati, a tool of the New World Order. Their budgets are dependent upon the money rolling in, which is why they keep churning out this material that suggests the world is round. NASA could even be a tool of Satan, okay? I mean, if we're talking flat earth biblically, of course, it's a tool of Satan. You know, the flat earth um, society has a convention and an Argentinian conspiracy theorist said uh, that they know for a fact the UN is a front for the New World Order because if you look at the Spanish name for the UN, it's O-N-U, and if you read that backwards, it's U-N-O, which is UNO, Spanish for one. Therefore, the UN is a front for one world order because of the ver verse name in Spanish. Not to mention, the UN's logo is that of a flat earth. You have an Arctic circle in the middle. You have the continents all around it. And why else would the UN have a flat earth as their logo? If it, if the earth was truly round, you would show it on its side. So the non-flat earth believers here would then ask about the universe. Well, how do we explain the roundness of other planets? You know, what? why is it that Earth is flat? Well, so 
many people believe that the earth is flat and the universe is as conventional science would tell us. Many believe that the sun is not as far away as it is, which would then make, you know, the universe quite difficult to explain in conventional science. And then we have the creationism belief and earth is kind of the center of everything. The sun almost has to be smaller in order to explain time differences across the flat earth. So it's closer and it's much smaller and it doesn't exhibit light in the conventional science explanation. If you are coming to flat earth as part of the fundamentalist Christian organization, you would notice that the Nazi scientist smuggled out of Germany was Werner von Braun, and von Braun brought his V2 rocket technology, which is partially responsible for getting America to the moon. And if you look at his gravestone, von Braun's, you would see that it references Psalms 19.1, and if you look it up, it reads, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. So why would the father of space exploration have a biblical reference to a roof on top of the world if it's not a post-deathbed confession? So obviously, Von Braun's only way out of Germany safely through Operation Paperclip was to go along with the hoax of Round Earth. So then we go back to the idea of, well, if there's a roof on top of the planet world, then what what is space beyond our world and our dome top, if you will? Um, so this gentleman who is a great conspiracy theorist who just loves them and apparently believes them says, well, the sun and the moon are still there, but they're much closer and they're separate bodies and they produce their own light. So obviously we know that sunlight warms you. That's undisputed among the Flat Earth Society and followers. But the moonlight is a cooling light. So if you go out in the night with a thermometer and you put the thermometer in the shade and then you put it into the moonlight, the temperature drops. There is also within the flat earth theory, you know, we have, we have a, it ties together many other conspiracies. One of them being John F. Kennedy, our president, was killed. It was an inside job, but he was killed because he actually was not one of the puppets in this hoax of round earth. So he was assassinated because he wasn't playing the part and he was shooting to get us to the moon and they knew that it wasn't possible. So he had to go. I stumbled upon darksky.net, which I've heard of before. It's an Apple app. I guess it's also a website. Um, and they have websites. It's copyrighted by Apple as of 2021. So, you know, I'm getting weather report for New York currently. 
what made me, of course, go to darksky.net was uh, darksky.net forward slash flat earth in case you guys want to check it out and have a look-see for yourself. Um, the opening statement before I scroll down at all is you can't understand the weather without knowing the true shape of earth. We've been silent for too long. Scroll down to see the truth. Guys, I'm not even joking. Darksky.net forward slash flat earth. Copyrighted by Apple. Okay. Um, as you scroll through the page, there is a disc version of the flat earth. It shows you the current location of the sun. I'm assuming it looks like the sun rotates on the equator on this disc version of flat earth. They say that temperature proves the flat earth. Remember, the sun is closer to the earth when it is flat, right? So within this flat earth theory, um, the sun only flies 3,000 miles above the surface of Earth. So that explains how temperature works. The globe theory doesn't explain why the equator is hotter than the poles, especially in the summertime when the poles are getting so much sunlight. So they should be hotter than the equator. And this is all based on conventional science, the idea of cold poles doesn't make sense if the sun is just shooting at the earth the way that it does. We've all learned of the Coriolis effect and this explains the round earth version of the hemispheres, things rotating in opposite directions. So this is wind patterns prove the earth is flat. So they say that as the sun moves above the flat earth, it heats and expands the air. This creates opposing swirl patterns on either side of the equator, much like the wake of a boat on the water. So in the northern hemisphere, you would have storms swirling counterclockwise while they are clockwise in the southern hemisphere. But... Do you really trust a force that you can't see or feel, which would be the Coriolis effect? Precipitation also proves flat earth. Have you ever noticed how storms elongate and stretch out near the edges? That's because of the giant ice wall that rings our world. So some more history about International Flat Earth Society. They're actually called the International Flat Earth Research Society, and it was set up by Samuel Shinton in 1956 in Dover, United Kingdom, and it was initially called the Universal Zetetic, Zetetic Society. Uh, it was right before the Soviet Union launched the first artificial satellite, Sputnik. Shinton's primary goal was to reach children before they were convinced of a spherical earth. He started to become very famous uh, due to the Apollo program. Then Charles K. Johnson, the president that died in roughly 2001, took over in 1972. He built it up to about 3,000 members. Wow. Johnson stated the idea of a spinning globe is only a conspiracy of error that Moses, Columbus, and FDR all fought. 
and his article was actually published in the magazine Science Digest in 1980. The article goes on to state, if it is a sphere, the surface of a large body of water must be curved. The Johnsons have checked the surfaces of Lake Tahoe and the Salton Sea without detecting any curvature. Then the Flat Earth Society was revived in 2004 as a website by Daniel Shinton. No relation to Samuel Shinton. Daniel believed that no one had provided proof that the world was not flat. So then we go into beyond 2004 with the internet era. And it really resurged uh, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. It's given unimaginable platforms to spread scientific ideas, pseudo or conventional. And it makes it easier to reach people internationally and build a very strong following. And it has flourished in the environment. We all know that social media has been criticized recently a lot for um, allowing the spread of misinformation. I mean, look at Facebook's fact-checking stuff. A lot of people believe that if I am standing in one location and there is a, a tower or a tall building in a distant location, by the curvature of the earth and the typical sight of a human being, you would not be able to see the building. And that helps explain a little bit more science behind the curvature of, or the lack of curvature of the earth. A big piece of information too is since the eighth century, no cosmographer worthy of note has called into question the sphericity of earth. Sphericity? Is that how you say that? Sphericity. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Since the last greatest cosmographer worthy of note was in the 8th century, it does bring into question oh, what what is the shape of earth? Is it round? Is it flat? Are we really, where, where is the curve? Why can't we measure it in the bottom of a lake bed? And with that information, I am going to end the conspiracy of the flat earth. Next week, I will be talking about conventional sciences, spherical earth, and I will give you the conventional sciences version of how the weather works with our round earth and hopefully try to clear up the fact that NASA is not a government tool or an Illuminati tool or a satanic tool. I will hopefully clear up uh, that not all fundamentalist Christians hopefully believe that the earth is flat and we'll just talk about uh you know the evolution of 
discovering that the earth is a sphere. I hope you all have a great week and you contemplate the idea of a flat earth and just just think that our sun is only 3,000 miles above the surface of earth. I wonder what that looks like on a mountain. I, it would be very, very hot on top of a mountain, I would assume. Wouldn't you assume? How does that explain? Well, anyways, have an awesome week and we will get back together uh, next week to discuss the conventional science of flat earth and round earth. My name is Erica and thank you for coming to Hysteracy. Oh, and you guys, you can find me on just about any podcast platform now. So go ahead, give her a listen and uh, give me a follow, please. And I look forward to doing next week's episode. Bye.